Welcome to Lola's Frugal Life Podcast. If you're on a mission to be more frugal with both your time and money, you're in the right place. In this podcast, we talk about topics that help enhance living a frugal lifestyle. The goal is to save time and money where we can so that we can use the rest on what matters most to us. We talk a lot about both time and money management so that we can waste as little as possible on both. We do this while also embracing a progress over perfection mindset. If that sounds good to you, then please stick around for the latest episode right after a few quick words from our sponsor. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you wanna tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Lola's Frugal Life Podcast. So today I wanted to talk about some tips for setting and achieving goals because I figured with the new year upon us, we often set goals for the upcoming year. We might feel like it's a fresh start and we feel like this desire to make improvements to our lives. And while of course goals can be started at any time, the new year just always feels like a fun time to kind of think about what we want for the upcoming year and set some new goals for you know, the upcoming months or whatever. It was kind of funny. I um, I dropped my daughter off at the gym um, last week. And when I got her there, I was like, um, oh gosh, it's so packed today. Like the parking lot was really more packed um, than usual. And I was like, oh, that's right. It's January. It's the first week of the year. Everyone's getting fit this year. So I just kind of thought, I don't know. I just kind of thought that was funny and relevant to today's episode. But um, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, everyone's getting fit this year. The gym's packed. In a couple weeks, it'll be fine. But um, anyway, goals are important. And we do want to set goals that, you know, can help us accomplish things that, that are really important to us. And they give us something to kind of put our mind to and our time and our energy. So it's good to have goals that can kind of keep us um, motivated and having some things to work to. And setting goals and dreaming about the things that we like to do is can be really fun and fun and inspiring also just kind of going through the process of figuring out what what we want to be working on but if we don't take steps to make sure that we're clear on our goals and how we're actually going to achieve them they often get forgotten about so the one thing I thought I would talk about today is something called SMART goals so there's many different frameworks that can be used to kind of guide us in Um, thinking about our goals and defining them in a clear way so that we can be more likely to achieve them. And one method of setting goals is a technique called setting SMART goals. So it's an acronym, it's S-M-A-R-T. And I'm sure many of you have heard of SMART goals before because it's a pretty common um, term. It's a lot of times used in like business and things like that. Um, But if you haven't heard of SMART goals before, it stands for Specific, Measurable, achievable or attainable, um, realistic or relevant, and timely. I've heard slight variations on what the letters stand for before, but using different words that kind of mean the same thing. So basically, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. So specific. 
So when we set a new goal, it's important to be specific about exactly what the goal is. Otherwise, it's really difficult to know when you've completed your goal. Having a specific goal will also help you and plan out exactly how you're gonna achieve it because you know what the end result needs to be. So when you're looking at what steps are gonna to need to be completed by knowing that end goal, it will kind of help you break it down to get to that specific end point that you're looking to achieve. And it also feels um, better to be working towards a goal when you know exactly what it is you're looking to get to rather than just kind of this you know, broad statement of a goal that might not be clear on what achievement means. For example, you don't wanna set a goal such as, I will save more money this year. That could mean saving $20 or $10,000. You'll never be able to say when you've completed the goal because there's no specific goal that you've identified. So a better goal in that example might say, I will save $1,000 this year. It's specific, you know exactly what it is. Once you have $1,000 saved, you've met the goal. If you don't have $1,000 saved, you haven't yet met the goal. So being specific on your goals is super important when setting new goals for whatever um, you know time frame, whether it's the new year or any time that you're setting new goals. The next um, letter is measurable. You definitely wanna make sure that you can measure how close you are to completing your goal because seeing that you're making progress on the goal is gonna help um, keep you, uh, is gonna help you stay motivated. And staying motivated will make it much more likely to actually achieve your goal. A goal such as saving a certain amount of money is easy to measure, but some, some goals are more difficult to measure. So you might need to assign some type of arbitrary value to each step of the goal. Like for example, I'm working on sprucing up my kitchen right now. So in order to track the goal, I kind of broke down all of the tasks that need to be done into smaller parts. And then I just assigned a percentage of completion to each of those tasks as, as a percentage of the total job, that all the work that has to be done. So for example, once I have the wallpaper border all taken down, I have that identified as 10% of completion. Then once the ceiling is painted, that'll be another 10%. So while something that doesn't have a numeric value to measure can be a little bit more difficult, just create your own stats like that and just kind of assign a value to it. Maybe it might be you could even just do a number, you don't have to be a percentage. You could say like, um, maybe there's five steps and you just say this is step one, step two, step three, and when you complete step one, you're 20% done. When you have step two done, you're you know, 40% um, done, whatever. You can do it however you wanna break it down. And don't get hung up on the exact percentage that a task makes up of the overall goal. It's more just about having something that you can measure to kind of mark your achievements as you move along, getting closer to the end result. You also wanna make sure your goals are achievable or attainable. That's the A in SMART goal. It will be super unmotivating to set a goal that you'll never be able to reach. And then it's gonna probably cause you to not maybe make more goals in the future because you feel like you set goals and then you never attain them so then you might not really take the time anymore to really think about setting goals. It's much better to set goals that stretch a little bit than goals that stretch so much that they will never happen. So you know you want to also consider like what else is going on in your life and how much time and effort you can actually put into your goal on a regular basis. 
So for example, say if you were setting a goal to read more, you wouldn't want to set a reading goal that would require an hour a week, an, an hour of reading a week to achieve when you know at best you could probably only squeeze in a half an hour. It, you want to make your goal fun to work towards completing and a little challenging, but if you set expectations that will be really totally unlikely to achieve, you're just going to turn your goal um, you're going to turn a goal that could have made you feel great by making constant progress into a potential source of stress because you're feeling bad about the fact that you don't have an hour to read and you're never going to meet your goal. The R is for realistic or relevant. So similar to why we want to make sure our goals can actually be achieved, we also want to make sure that we set goals that are realistic within the terms of our current life situation. So for example, I downloaded this app recently, um, a couple days ago, um, that will apparently get me to be able to do a four minute plank within five weeks. Now, considering that I can barely hold a 30 second plank currently, I seriously doubt that sometime in February, I'm gonna be able to hold a plank for four minutes. So if you're not familiar with a plank, it's an exercise position um, used to strengthen your core. And um, there are several different types of plank poses, but even with doing what I consider to be the easiest of them, I truly do not think it's realistic that I will be able to hold this position for four minutes at the end of the next five weeks. If I can, that would be totally amazing, but I'm not gonna set that as my goal because while this goal may be um, realistic to complete by someone who's at a much higher fitness level than I am, it's not realistic for me. So that's kind of the difference between the A, achievable part, and the realistic part, the R, in the goal. It's really about what is realistic for you specifically based on where you are currently at in your life. And again, we wanna push ourselves, but we don't wanna set ourselves up with goals that we're never gonna be able to complete because they're just not realistic from where we currently are. You also wanna make sure you set some timeframes around your goals. When are you gonna start? When are you gonna complete it? You can assign timeframes to the goal as a whole and then timeframes to milestones in between. So like going back to my kitchen example, so I decided that I wanna try and complete this project by the end of March. So based on that March date, I set several, several other um, timeframes within between now and March that I want to get certain tasks complete by. So like, for example, I forget the exact dates I used, but I have like a certain date when I want to have like the wallpaper border taken down. I want to have a certain date when I want to have the ceiling painted by. And then other steps that um, we have to, we would have to get done in order to get the kitchen done by the end of March. You don't want to wait till like two weeks before the end of March and say like, oh, how are we going to be able to do this now? We only have two weeks left. So if you have a longer term goal, you want to set milestones in between that you can kind of keep on track. And if you feel like your goal is going to take an extraordinary end of um, extraordinary amount of time to complete, like say maybe more than a year, you might want to consider breaking it down into something smaller that can be focused on in a shorter time frame, and then maybe cr create another new goal that kind of extends onto the next um, piece to get to your ultimate goal once you've completed the first one. Because if you create a goal that's way too long, it's going to be difficult to kind of, um, you know, set those milestones and set the pieces that need to be completed in a reasonable amount of time. You don't want to have a goal that spans so long that you can never say like, yes, I completed that. Like you want to have something that you can complete in a reasonable amount of time and then set another goal to further um, where you ultimately want to get to.
So that's smart. Those are the smart goals. So when you sit down and you write down what your goal is, you want to think, is it specific? Is it measurable? Is it attainable? Is it realistic? And, and what is the time frame that I want to do this in? And once you've defined all of those pieces, you'll have a goal that's much easier to work at because you know exactly what it is you want to do, how long it's going to take you to do it, and when you want to have it done by, and how to measure um, as you go along. But one of the um, things that I want to mention, though, is that setting the goal itself is the easy part. As much as you come up with a really well laid out and achievable goal with steps broken down um, to help you be able to achieve it, if you don't actually start taking the steps, it's not going to get you anywhere on your goal. So you want to make sure that you don't wait to get motivated to get started. You just want to schedule actual time that you want to work on that goal so that you can hold yourself account accountable. And if you need to, put it on your actual calendar on a time slot, just like you would any other appointment. You do not need large, large amounts of time to work on a goal. So like for example, there's been several times so far that I've literally set a 30 minute timer and worked on removing wallpaper border. And even though 30 minutes doesn't seem like a lot of time, and you might think like, oh, well, I need, you know, the whole Saturday to work on the kitchen or whatever, you know, project you're working on. If you don't have that amount of time, it still makes a difference to take little bits of time. So I think three separate times so far, or it might have been two. Um, I forget what I, if it was two or three, but regardless, I set a timer for 30 minutes and I've made progress. I have half the kitchen done at this point, removing the wallpaper border. So had I waited until I had more time or felt super motivated, I, I would still have all the wallpaper border in my kitchen. But because I decided to set a timer and just get to work on it for 30 minutes and not wait till I was motivated and wait till I had a huge amount of time, I actually have made a lot of progress on the project. So it's better to do small pieces and keep moving forward than wait until you have like the ideal amount of time to really get a ton of work done at once. And then another thing I just wanna mention is it's a good idea to have some type of tracking and reminder mechanism because goals often don't get completed because life just gets mm -hmm. crazy and our goals kind of get forgotten about. And it's not that they're not important to us. Sometimes we're just trying to get by and survive each day and then our goals get put aside. And even though we might go through busy times, we just wanna make sure that there's some way of keeping on top of our goals. So sometimes we might be able to um, just make a little bit of progress and keep moving forward. But even um, when we're not able to work on our goals, by having something that's gonna periodically remind us can really help us get back on track with your goals as soon as you do have time. So even if you have like a really busy season and you can't keep up, have something that can kind of remind you that you do wanna get back on track with that goal so that say if you know two weeks from now things are gonna slow down, you can make sure you plan some time to work on your goal when that time comes. And plus it feels better too to kind of identify when you'll be able to get back on it rather than kind of have it nagging in the back of your head that you, I need to work on that, I need to work on that. Just say, okay, I can't work on this now, but two weeks from now I'll have a little bit of time so I will do it at that point. So I, um, I use reminder apps on my phone, but some people like um, to do uh, written notes, um, maybe like in a planner or whatever, but it's just important to have something that's gonna remind you. And you just wanna make sure that whatever system you have, 
you're gonna you're gonna see if you write yourself a note that you're never gonna go back to and look at then it's not gonna help you in any way so whether you prefer digital or handwritten reminders you just want to make sure that you have a system that you can rely on so that you're not in the back of your mind feeling bad about not getting on your goals or even forgetting what your goals were because you have no way of tracking it or keeping on top of it so that is it for my talk on goals today I wish you all the best of luck on whatever goals you've decided to work on for the upcoming year or whenever you listen to this. We can set goals at any time, like I said. It doesn't just have to be in the new year. It doesn't have to be on Monday. They can start whenever you want to start them. But since the new year is often when we kind of really get excited about new goals, I thought this would be a good time to do this episode. So that's it for today. Thanks again so much for listening, and I will see you back here next week. So thank you for checking in for this podcast episode. And don't forget, you can always email me with any questions or suggestions at lolasfrugallife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at lolasfrugallife. And you can find a blog post for most of my episodes and definitely all of my meal plan episodes at lolasfrugallife.com. You can also join our private listeners group at facebook.com slash groups slash lolasfrugallife. And if you enjoy the show, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen from. And I would love it if you would screenshot the show and tag me on Instagram so I could see your listening. Also, if you can please take a couple of seconds to rate and review the podcast, those ratings and reviews are what help the show come up better in search results so that other people can find this podcast. So that will really help me in growing my audience. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have an awesome day.